This is Exponent Philanthropy's catalytic podcast, Conversations with Leaders at Small Foundations. Meet some of the most creative, resourceful, and risk-taking foundation people in the country. Part two of our podcast with Joey Borgonia of the Speranza Foundation, Joey shares the techniques he uses to build a peer learning community and personalize learning and technical assistance to individual artists' needs. The leadership program encompasses one-on-one coaching, peer interviews to learn about artists' work and life, individualized training and technical assistance, group workshops, in-person visits to experience artists' work, and celebrations. Joey urges foundations working in any field to connect people in their network and nurture their growth as leaders and as human beings. He reflects how this role is uniquely suited to small foundations' strengths, a powerful way to leverage their resources. As I said, we created our own programming. So every month before we even jump in with trying to teach anything or um, or offer anything to the artist, it's really about getting to know each other. And aside from us doing a bunch of interviews and we, we'd already read their application. So now we gave them a chance to interview each other. And, and the first half of the year is really spent on times where we learn about, hey, um, not only you as a person, what are you working on in your life? What are the projects that you're creating? But what is motivating you to create those prog- projects? Um, what drives you to create? Why are you an artist? Why do you think being an artist is important? And I think it was through that first half of the half of the year, and we did all this on Zoom. It really laid the foundation for some deep relationships, um, not only between the artist cohort, but trust for each other to, to continue to show up in dialogue. Because before we even go in and talk about the work, it was really important to learn where the work is is coming from. So we learned that off the bat, so many of these artists are not just musicians and filmmakers and photographers and painters and all the things, they're also teachers, they're community organizers, they're midwives for the dying, they're parents, they're caregivers, and they're lawyers. <laughs> and we thought, wow, they're learning so much about what is what contributes to their artist, artistic output um, was, was very important. That was a, a, a step that prior to becoming an an, uh, operating foundation or having a program in place, we probably wouldn't have given much attention to. It was more based on, oh, okay, so you're a filmmaker, you make this movie, and you have have something you want to say in that. And so it's it's pretty linear. And in here, it colored a little bit more as, oh, not only are you a filmmaker and have something important to say about this film, but it's coming from a place of a different socioeconomic background or, um, you know, 
racial background or upbringing, different family upbringing. And that really was, gave me as a, a director a lot more information about how we could tailor the year, the experience for them individually, rather than us just kind of following our template program. So that allowed us to, when I say be consistent, we, we really worked throughout the year to uh, tailor each month's programming based off of what we hear the month prior to that. So um, we'll start off with yeah, a lot of those interviews. I'll do one-on-one -on -one coachings with each of them as much as they desire. And sometimes in that coaching, we'll learn, hey, some real practical things like, um, I'm at this point where I'm, you know, I've got uh, a lot of ideas in my head, but I'm really at this tipping point where I could really use some help um, with some finishing touches on a grant proposal. So we would bring in support to actually help them write and edit that grant proposal. Maybe they're applying for a Guggenheim or they're applying for a residency, but we knew that our capacity was only so could only reach so far. We have a limited amount of, of, of funding because we're, a, we're not a fundraising organization. We kind of have what we have to work with. Um, but in that, we'll use the, those dollars to not only give out small cash grants, but also, hey, what is it actually you need right now? How can we help you secure more funding or more opportunities for your work? So that was built into the program as well. Well, a lot of times we'll bring in um some of the past grantees if we're talking about philanthropy in general the grant ours past artists will come in and lead a workshop for the new ones and like this year we started out uh, we really wanted to set the tone for the year of hey this could go a lot of different directions our you know because we get we had 12 uh very different artists from very different backgrounds very different mediums and very different perspectives. And that was our goal. We wanted to be a place where people could come and be unified by art and let that be the catalyst for connection and question and, and creation. And in order to do that, we were really sensitive also to not just assume that because they're all artists that everybody's going to get in the same room and just feel all chummy and, and safe and, and open. Um, and so we, we looked to one of our artist fellows of years, the year before that, her name is Nina Elder, who is a researcher and a visual artist who spends a lot of time in nature studying ecology and how um, landscapes change over years and how that um, impacts the way that uh, nature evolves and, and it's very reflective on the human race. And basically she's studying empathy through rocks. It's, an, it's incredible. And so we asked her to come in and say, hey, would you help set the tone for this year with this group of artists? And she led them through a workshop, a hands-on workshop that didn't talk about things like, um, out, you know, how, how are you gonna get your art distributed? Or how are you gonna make, um, you know, a strategy for, for branding, which are all really important things. And we'll do, we do that later on in the year. But the first of the year was really important just to like acknowledge, hey, we're all here together and we have an opportunity to um, collectively pull our ideas and thoughts um, together for the for the benefit of, you know, peer 
uh, not only just encouragement, but they really wanted to learn from each other. And so she led them through a workshop talking about volcanoes and what happens underneath the, uh, the earth and the rocks and glaciers and how that was really a metaphor for our, our own way of operating in the world with assumptions and dreams and ideas and fear. Um, so we'll tap into the, again, artist, somebody like her, where she makes paintings and, and, and uh, installations and beautiful work. But her, the perspective that she's coming from is, is really about, um, you know, empathy and connection. And so that's we what we wanted to tap into that skill set of hers, besides just teaching people how to draw, you know, well, how can we tap into your skill set of connecting with people? And so we allowed her, we, we, we invited her in to just do what she does so well. And it set the tone for the whole year. For the first quarter, it's them interviewing each other in in the group setting. So we're all there for that. We're learning about each artist, but through their interview and interaction with another artist. It's just a different way of, rather than saying each of them come in, you know, give us a, a presentation about who you are in your resume and show us all the cool things you're doing. Um, how can we learn about you through, yeah, an interaction dialogue with a peer. And so we're all there for it, but the, they get matched up and each of them interview each other. And then we all enter into uh, Q&A after that. And that lasts for the, that happens throughout the first quarter while we're also hosting facilitated creative workshops, topical discussions with guest speakers. I've had, um, you know, I've had anywhere from Emmy nominated or Emmy winning actors come in and talk about failure. Again, it's a running theme. Talk about endurance. Um, we've had uh, Olympic coaches come in and talk about competition and talk about mental uh, states of mind. We'll tap into um, actually just next week, we're having a uh, philosopher and community organizer, writer, Bio Okumalafe, come talk about slowing down and the importance of his, the, the phrase that you keep hearing from him is times are urgent, we must slow down and how important that is to the creative process or gosh, just any human life, it seems like right now. So we're constantly getting, you know, input from um, people that are, I guess, creative thinkers outside of the arts, but are dealing with similar themes like pressure and fear and, um, you know, scarcity mentality, stuff like that. So we're really hoping that those different sectors help to um, fortify the the creative uh, juices and, and, and the way that artists are showing up in their, not only just their work again, but in their communities and in their day jobs as, um, as influencers in their, in their own networks. It takes a little extra step, but I think that personalization just carries so much value. It does for me at least. And, um, I think that is something that we don't get a lot of when we're operating in the world, whether it's, we're dealing with the bank or, the school system or whatever thing online, it's so quick. They're the, these templated responses or these canned responses that come back right away as if I'm not a real person. And I, I think we, 
you, you notice it a little bit different when somebody actually is responding to you. Those are the conversations I've really valued with our funder and saying, hey, my capacity only because only goes so far my time. And also what we're doing, I think, is going to have its deeper impact if we're able to go deep with each person. That takes time and attention and, and care. And to um, and so she's been really, really receptive and honoring that in a way that I haven't seen in a lot of other clients or other uh, funders as well. A lot of this conversation has been in the context of serving artists and in a program built for artists and an annual cohort program that is really, yeah, kind of artist centric. And as much as that's what we're doing here, because that's what our, um, yeah, our, our lane is, I think there's a model here that could be replicated for any type of program for you know grantees that are all working in the environment or anybody that's getting grants to you know come together around education you know pick your pick your issue pick your cause i think what is really valuable is is recognizing that hey early on when we were giving one off grants it, we we were the only ones behind the scenes that read the impact reports and would say look at each other as a team or the, the committee being like wow this person accomplished so much or they're amazing and look what how it's changed their lives if they only knew what the other person that got a grant from us did but they were they weren't connected it was really important or really helpful for us to see hey if we just created a space at, at base level we don't have to like this programming again evolved over a few years. It didn't happen overnight, but just kind of plant the seeds of what would happen if this grantee spoke with that grantee. And all of a sudden they're finding connections between their work. It might be in different sectors, but also really generous about how they could support each other. And so that is what we were really responding to as well as, oh, wow, there's these people are 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 so quick to support each other just given a, a simple introduction. So that was just a, a great example of okay, how can we serve that a little bit more now? If if it would enhance and encourage everybody's involvement even more, what if we just took some of the pressure off of them to go around and now get in touch with everybody or find out what everybody's doing and create more facilitated convenings, facilitated conversations, a lot like what we've seen in the exponent community. And so I would just, you know, want to share with any of the funders to be thinking about that. How are, are you, you know, really maximizing the impact if we're using that word of your, the community that may, you may not even realize is in place just based on the work that you're already doing, who you're who you're giving grants to, um, the work that they're doing, the networks that, that they have, you know, one extra step of then creating the space for them to know about what each other is doing has had huge ripple effects for us. And I think again, that can be that model can be adapted over you name it, any any sector, any organization. Thanks to Joey Borgonia for joining us. To learn more about the work of Joey and the Speranza Foundation, 
visit the Catalytic Podcast website. Look for new Catalytic Podcasts each month. Meet more creative funders. Benji Ru does the audio engineering and mixing. Our website is by Kwok Lee. Our music is by O Future. The Catalytic Podcast is made possible by grants from two Exponent members, the 1772 Foundation and the Blackstone Ranch Institute. I'm your producer and host, Andy Carroll. Thanks for listening. Join us next time.